So the start of a, a new year, uh, which means lots of new grads starting clinical practice, uh, as well as a lot of students entering the clinic for the first time. So what I wanted to do is is uh, a, a chat uh, specifically to new grads, to students, but something that can be equally applicable to those who've spent a lot of time out of uh, out of university. And it's really about how we practice and creating a framework for our practice that is sustainable, uh, that we can keep going for long periods of time, uh, but also how it links or, or having a lack of framework can really link to imposter syndrome. And really it's all about how do we manage when we don't have the knowledge to assist the person in front of us, that, that, we, that there are things that we don't know. And the big question is, why is this important? You know, why wouldn't we just have all the knowledge? And it's really, it's really because in musculoskeletal medicine, and this is a point, uh, and really the, the, the whole sort of this whole chat and video is really comes from some of, uh, my work with, uh, Laura Rathbone, uh, with her as a coach. And she really highlighted and crystallized this point that, you know, in MSK, the predominant approach, the philosophical basis of a lot of our claims is that if we know more, we study more, we work harder, we can get the answer. That if you don't have the answer, it's because you're not doing one of those things. You just need to work harder. We need more studies. But really, when we look into the research, the literature, I don't think that statement is true. And for a couple of reasons. One, we don't have a current uh, a knowledge of everything at the moment, enough to make definitive statements. But number two is that there's always this question of, will we know everything? All of our patients are individuals. And so we'll never have a, really a, a set of studies that will be able to tell us with a high level of certainty what's going to work for our specific patient in front of us. You know, the, the thing that I always think about is, you know, if I have a patient in front of me that's a specific age, gender, race, um, socioeconomic status, immediately there is going to be no study that, that fits that, that person specifically. But when we look at the literature and just helping a, a few students with some of their assignments now, you know, we look into it and they're, they're told to do literature reviews on things like custom foot orthoses. We don't know how they work. We don't know how to prescribe them. All the prescription basis is consensus based. We don't have evidence that, that tells us what, what the right prescription uh, is for certain conditions. When we look into it, we don't really completely understand what pain is and how exactly it operates. We don't understand placebo and non-specific effects as well as uh, nocebo effects as well. So we don't understand how the whole pain experience works. You know, on a more micro level, you know, we don't know what's better, calf raises or heel raises for Achilles tendinopathy beyond 12 weeks. Or there's no studies that currently look at non-operative management for partial Achilles ruptures for people in elite sports. There's these huge gaps in our actual knowledge. And so it really, it's really important because when we think about imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is really that you feeling that you are unworthy of the position that you're in. And specifically when it comes to patients that you're managing for the first time, whether that be as a, a new grad or just entering the clinic, imposter syndrome can be huge. What, why, why are they seeing me? Why aren't they seeing the person down the hall? Why aren't they seeing another podiatrist um, or allied health professional that is better than me, that knows all this sort of stuff? Because there's this expectation that we are given unconsciously. This is not a conscious thing. This is not anything to be blamed, but there's this unconscious 
philosophical uh, approach that is telling us that we need to know the answers, that we need to be studying more, and if we don't, then it's a failing on our behalf that we're not good enough. So it's baked, imposter syndrome really, it's kind of baked into the the profession in, in a way. And it's it's... I think most evident when I talk to uh, the people in, in my coaching group, these are experienced clinicians that are highly reflective, that do a lot of CPD, that are really interested in, in growing and becoming, um, you know, really competent uh, clinicians. They're all still suffering it. I'm still suffering it. And so much of it, I think, comes down to that core that realistically, in our lifetime, it's unlikely we're going to have all the answers. And so... What we need to do is we need to create a framework for how we work with that fact. Rather than expecting us to understand all the, have all this knowledge and have all the answers, we need to figure out a way that we can practice that is, that manages that, those, those, those feelings and works outside that approach. So the big question that, that, that you should have is what, what does that look like? What, is, what does that framework look like? And it's a process where, where you can work with someone that, where you can also do that while knowing that you may or may not have the answer, that, it's a, that you're going to work with that person to find what the answer is for them. So that means that when you're thinking about treatments, we, we, we will obviously at this point have enough knowledge to work with someone and say, well, these are the things that may be available. These are the things that it, they could do for you, but we're not sure. And having a process that helps you work with the patient, so a shared decision-making process that's informed by the pros and cons of each and being able to work with that person to decide what's best for them. So you're not taking on the that process of, I need to have the answer and I need to have something that solves. You're working with that person and they're, they're taking on that 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 level of risk of this may not always work out. And what you need to be able to do that is have the communication skills to communicate that uncertainty to the patient and be able to manage that and provide a plan. So you can plan around that level of uncertainty. You can plan for that patient uh, and, and give them all those options. What you also need is a process uh, for, to help you go and find the knowledge and things that you're missing, it, this is not an anti-knowledge approach or an anti-study approach. It's about saying you can't study with the expectation that you will know and feel 100% confident. It's that you still have a really uh, confident uh, system of where you can go and find the knowledge, but also how you work that into your plans. I don't know this information. I'm going to go find it. And what can often assist is a, is a supportive network that can help you through that process as well. People you can talk to that can help you uh, find that information that can mentor you through it. A pro, a part of having a framework is also having a trusted referral network. When you really don't have the answers, when you're concerned and you know that person needs needs care that you may not be able to provide, whether that's because of a knowledge gap or it's not within your field, you need to have a trusted referral network. You need to have an appreciation as part of this framework that you won't have the one answer for everything and that you need to be able to test trial treatments, figure out what works for that individual and have that all baked into how you operate. That you need to have a focus on further learning that is sustainable, that you're not there burning um, the midnight oil trying to cram as much knowledge in that you can create a process where you are consistently learning and improving but 
that process also needs to have the expectation that everything will change overnight, as well as a reflective process that can illustrate how much you've grown. One of the biggest things that, that I fail at and that I know other people fail at is being able to reflect and go, actually, I have grown. I have gotten better. Look at how much I've improved over these years and how much better I am for it. It's very easy to, to look at what you currently don't know and see the gaps, then look at what you do know and see the improvement. And I think this is incredibly important overall is creating this framework because not only is imposter syndrome baked in, but we do see lots and lots of clinicians leave clinical practice really early. And we don't have any evidence on this, but I wonder how much of it is because we reach a point where this does grate on people, that we don't have the answers, the knowledge, people don't know what to go, they don't have a framework. So I think that's why it's important, but also I, I see the way that people often manage this uncertainty and problems is with overconfidence and with a lack of reflection. And that's not, again, a blame thing. It's, it's literally, if you're given this way, if you're told this is the way that MSK is supposed to operate, fair game. If, if you find a way that you can manage that with the skills and the resources you have available. So part of this is saying that, you know, we, we want to, I want to give you guys that information to say, I don't think this is, this is a sustainable way of, uh, practicing that this approach that MSK gives us. I, I think we need to have that framework for practice. We need to understand about imposter syndrome. And really it's about not only for best for your patients, but what's going to be best for you and your future. So thank you for everyone for tuning in, listening to uh, my thoughts. I hope you found it useful. Uh, if there's, if you have any thoughts, questions, things pop up from, from this chat, feel free uh, to get in contact with me. So uh, we've got the Podiatry Systems Instagram, Facebook, the Podiatry Systems website, uh, my website, Making Sense in Podiatry, my Instagram and Facebook, Making Sense in Podiatry. I'm always happy to hear uh, people's thoughts, ideas, questions, things that, that I can answer. The other thing is if you want to find out more about the frameworks that, that I use, uh, specifically in musculoskeletal uh, care and rehabilitation, I am doing a webinar uh, coming up on Tuesday the 1st of March at 7pm Australian Eastern Standard Daylight Times because uh, we're on daylight saving, where I'll be doing a webinar. It's going to be about two hours of going through the foundations of how I practice musculoskeletal rehabilitation, giving you my framework that I work with and how I, the skills that I use, the skills that I've developed, as well as the the, the basis for how I plan and how that, that works as a, as a framework, as exactly as I've discussed in this podcast, as well as I've also got a, a, a much longer form uh, workshop coming to Sydney and Melbourne uh, later this year in June. So you can look at the Bridge of the Gap uh, website for, for those links uh, or on, on Eventbrite. They'll be uh, on my social media pages and the Podiatry System social media pages as well. All of uh, those links as well as in the podcast notes if you're interested in finding out more about those. Thank you.